Get a little more out of watching NBA games with Daily Fantasy. Every LeBron James drive, Jokic rebound, or Steph Curry game winner means so much more when you're playing with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. All right, all right. Let me set it up again. I have to gather Am my- I going or John? I can go. Okay, I'm sorry. I can go. I can go. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta get my Are thoughts. You? Okay. Yeah. Start from the beginning. My bad, dude. My bad. Can we push this to the beginning of the pod? Maybe it's maybe it's past. You know what it is? I think it's past my bed. I think it's past my bedtime. Uh, that's hilarious. I think it's past right, my bedtime. Wait. All right. I'm good. You didn't feel. To I begin love. With. <laughs> I love doing this pod with you guys. Man. The Phoenix Suns are up 3-1. The Bucks are up 2-1. Team USA roster seems to be finalized. And Scottie Pippen just seems to be mad at everybody. I'm Rose Zapanta, and this is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Of course, I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, what's up, JJ? How you living? My name is... Doing well. What up, Scottie Pippen? <laughs> John. John, how you living? My name is... I'm living good, man. Living good. So we just watched the Bucks versus the Hawks game three. The Bucks snuck out with the win. John, what did you think of this game? Oh man, my first thought is, I wonder how much money that ref put on the Bucks to win—the one that Trey Young slipped and, and tweaked his ankle on. Oh, Can for I real? Do that? No, I, I. I mean, it was a close game. You got to give props to both teams. They played well. They hustled. They man, they were making shot after shot after shot. It's unfortunate. Trey Young got hurt. He tweaked his ankle, and and clearly he wasn't the same after that. So, but the Hawks only lost by what eight or nine, ten points. So they were within range. Some of the guy, you know, Kevin Herter wasn't hitting his shots down the stretch. But overall, it was a good game. It was close throughout the entire game. There was it wasn't a blowout like game two. So. All Absolutely. in all, all in all, it was a, it was a pleasure to watch. Hopefully, Trey is not seriously hurt, and he's hundred percent for game uh, game four. Holla, holla. Yeah, JJ, what did you think of this game? I thought that Trey Young had a, another coming out party. Um, he had baby, baby. what was it, uh, 30, 35 points within the game, and like what you said in, in earlier in the pod, our, our past pod, which was. Trey Young has the unique ability to control pace oh. and to get whatever he wants. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And he did that. He did that in game one. Game two, I think Coach P- Bud listened to our pod because he actually <laughs> adapted the game plan to what we were saying, which was so weird. Trap early, get the ball out of Trey Young's hands, and um, have people basically uh, play off of Trey Young's floater. And use length, right? Yeah. For game three, though, it seemed kind of different. Like Trey Young was doing whatever he wanted, and it was kind of like same old Bucks. Like they didn't adapt to Trey Young, and they they let him do whatever he wanted. And I felt that they were lucky, lucky that Trey Young got injured. Yeah. Quick question, quick question for you guys: Do you think that we've seen Trey Young for three, two and a half series now in these playoffs? Do you think you can? we can put him up there with some of the best shot makers in the league. And I'm not saying he's a Steph Curry or Dame Lillard yet, but do you think he's starting to be in that conversation in terms of his ability to make difficult shots? True. You know, I'm going to go with yes. I think I think the defense in the playoffs especially, it starts to tighten up. You know, they like there there are game plans basically catered to you, catered to Trey Young. And it seems like he's able to beat the defense, whatever defense they're throwing at him, yes, whether it's sir. trapping, doubling, whatever it is, he always seems to put up like huge numbers. I mean, this game in particular, 35 points. If he doesn't get injured, if he doesn't twist his ankle, how much more would he have? I mean, he'd probably have another 40 plus point game because it really seems like you said, John, earlier, once he twisted his ankle, it was like we, we never saw the same Trey Young. And RJ, we actually had a video um, of him twisting his ankle there. Uh, JJ, what did you think about, um, or what do you think about him being 
as part of the upper echelon of shot makers in the league? I think he's up there. If there's anything that we learned from watching basketball all these years is that we want to watch these players show up in the playoffs because that's a, that's the true test, right? People game planning against you. Um, you're going against the best competition. Yes, sir. And it's play-by-play uh, play and it's a game of inches that we said, right? Like, sometimes it's literal, as CJ McCollum could tell all of us. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. Slander. <laughs> That's CJ McCollum stepping out of bounds, man. Yeah, this was kind of a, a weird game. Like, it really felt like in the third quarter that the Hawks were going to win, especially since Danilo Gallinari just seemed to not miss in the third quarter. Yeah. But then it was Chris Middleton in the fourth. Surprising. This has to be the best game I've ever seen by Chris Middleton. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but what did what? Chris Middleton have going right in this game, John? Clearly he drank some of that, the Michael's secret saw, secret water from Space Jam. <laughs> I don't know, man, I'll be honest with you. He, like you said, I don't think I've ever seen him play that well. And he was, he was on fire. Like NBA Jam, NBA Jam on fire. I mean, he just couldn't miss. He was just shot after shot after shot. So. It, I mean, it could it be an anomaly? I would say probably just because we haven't seen this from him on a consistent basis. But if he can at least play half of this for the remainder of the series, that would be huge for the Bucks. Yeah, 38, 7, and 11 was his stat line. JJ, what did you think of Chris Middleton? Middleton had a great game against the Celtics. I'm sure our Celtics, uh, Celtic fans out there would say that when Middleton went off on them, that was his best game. But an interesting stat is that Middleton had 20 points in the fourth and the Hawks only had 17. Right. Baby, baby. Right. So is that on the coach? Is that on the team? Is that the person that guarded him? Is it on them? So I would assume that after 12 points that Middleton scored on, that you would have to at least make some adjustments. Because at the end of the, the fourth quarter, We've seen teams such as the Nets kind of want Giannis to get the get the ball so they could foul him. Yes, sir. Right. So it's been Middleton playing the savior, and he had one of those games. Like John said, though, it's been inconsistent. So I don't blame, I guess, that they didn't make adjustments. So I'm, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. They made Middleton beat them instead of Giannis. And right. maybe that was the right wrong move for this game right right i think um nate mcmillan maybe he was just kind of like you were saying maybe he was okay with middleton going off as long as Giannis was contained in the fourth but like you said it's kind of interesting because the nets wanted him to touch the ball just a foul Bruh. um is this series going the way you guys thought i mean we're looking at this series and now the bucks are up 2-1 did you think we'd be here john i didn't think it would be this well with the exception of Game 2, the series is actually pretty close. I, I think Game 2 was an anomaly, and I didn't think that this series was going to go past 5, to be honest. What? I thought the Bucks were going to... And this is this is actually before, um, you know, the Hawks started proving everybody wrong. I think... I do think that this is going to go 6 or 7, based on what I'm seeing so far. And the Hawks are for real, like I said, like we said in an earlier pod. Yes, I don't think that they're going to back down. I think they're going to come back strong. I, I I would pick them to win game four and tie up the series. Baby, baby. Yeah, JJ, what do you think? The Bucks overall have a better better roster. I don't think anyone could argue that. Yes, sir. Like, Bogdanovich has been off shooting terribly. Excuse yeah. me. Agreed. And, and it's, like, closer than it is, so... We'll see what happens with the next game, which I think is a must-win for the Hawks. Do you feel like it's going the way that you, you thought it would? Like the Bucks are likely to win the series? I think, you know, initially, I would say that by the time that we reach game uh, four, it would be 2-1 Bucks, and it is 2-1. Like the Hawks did what they were supposed to do, which was at least still one game away. Right. But they, now that they lost one at home, they need to tie up the series because then it's about statistics of winning the next three yeah. out of the, you know, right. the rest of the series. Right, yeah, that makes sense. 
that makes sense. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens for the rest of the series. For me personally, I'm I'm cheering for the Hawks, man. I'm cheering for Trey Young. I'm cheering for that young squad just because they've been such a fun team to watch. They're almost like a Cinderella story, right? And that's that's what I'm yes, rooting sir. for. We watched the Suns versus Clippers yesterday, game four. John, what did you think of that game? So it almost felt like getting a root canal because it was what? beyond painful to watch. <laughs> I, How I so? mean, and look, a lot of a lot of people will say, well, there was great defense. And I think some of it was defense, but a lot of it was just terrible shot make a shot taking and shot making. I mean, these guys were just bricking all over the place and maybe they were tired. But I think in the fourth quarter, they both teams combined shot two for 20. Uh, oh, great man. yeah a fantastic 10 percent. so i don't even know what i watched but it, it was a close game at the very least and paul george mr free throw i know you can't pinpoint one thing that cost them the game but he he missed some crucial free throws down the stretch Can I do that? the clippers really well let me let me let me take a step back demarcus cousins doesn't have a great iq <laughs> <laughs> at all and i know that this has been this might have been beaten with you know beaten oh, with, like a dead horse but he's a vet right he's 10 plus years in the league and he intentionally tried to miss a free throw but did not know that you have to hit the rim otherwise it's a violation so he throws it off the backboard <laughs> like he was gonna go grab the rebound and dunk it you, you. i mean man talk about like that's just a brain fart right you just you can't yeah. make that kind of mistake at the end of the game and not even give your your team a chance to get a rebound that's just to me that's just that's inexcusable right especially for somebody like a vet so yes sir the clippers let a former all-star right yeah, a former, former all-star all right yep and so they made it you know the clippers let one slip away and now they got to win the next three in a row yeah would you believe that demarcus cousins only played four seconds that game and that's that. That was it. Excuse that me. JJ, what did you think of that game? Chris Paul, I mean not Chris Paul. Uh, Paul George had another game where he had twenty-five percent or below field goal percentage. Yeah. Which I feel is like a strong reflection of what he's been doing. I know, I know that he doesn't have Kawhi, but like John was saying, there were opportunities within, within that game that. The Clippers could have took the lead and should have took the lead and they were playing at home. And and to add to that, Booker and CP3 shot very poorly. I think they shot very poorly. between 30, yes. 30, 35, yeah. 38% together, which is really bad. And so that is not going to happen often, right? Especially now they're going back to Phoenix. They're comfortable at home. They're comfortable with the court, the rims and all of that. And it's, you know, it's... The chances of you stealing a game are less likely, especially without Kawhi. So, yeah, I mean, the only man that seemed to show up this game was DeAndre Ayton, and he's been absolutely incredible. I mean, his stat line here: 19 points, 22 rebounds, um, shooting 57%. He was absolutely, he was in playoff mode. <laughs> Everyone else seemed to not show up for this game. I actually had a question for you guys. There's a link, RJ. I want to know if this is a dub or a dud. DeAndre Ayton showed up to this game, and he was wearing a he was wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> this T-shirt, I don't know if you could zoom in on that, but it has Devin Booker's Bruh. broken nose <laughs> as he's walking in. JJ, what you think of this shirt? I think that's pretty sick, man. Like that's your boy. You're embracing like the tough dude. Yeah, he just got his nose cracked, and it's just like represent. This is us. It's kind of badass, I think. Yeah, I, I agree, John. What do you think of this shirt? These guys must have like these custom retail, custom shirt retailers on speed dial or something. They make these shirts quick. <laughs> yeah, super quick, right? They, well, I mean, they have probably have a screen printer and all that, make it fast. But I think I'm with JJ. I think it's pretty pretty cool. It kind of it speaks volumes in terms of having your back. And, you know, we're a team and there's, you know, it's not about just one individual. So, John, would you wear a T-shirt of June with pink eye? <laughs> Hold up. I would wear Man. a shirt of John with with an eye patch. Yeah. 
Yeah. Huh? That's a story for another that's a, time. That's though. a story for another time. Yeah. <laughs> for all the listeners, trust me, you want to hear that story, but maybe not now. <laughs> Definitely. Tyron Lue, okay, believes that Lakers fans should be rooting for the Clippers the rest of the way since they're also in LA. What? I'm going to have to ask you, John. Are you are you cheering for the Clippers? Or what's up? How do I put this politely? Well, I mean, if I could if I could say it the way I wanted to say it without getting flagged, then I would probably do it that way, but the answer <laughs> is a, a definitive no. Absolutely not. I don't I mean, it's just weird to me that just because they're in the same city, you should root for the team. That doesn't make any sense to me. The, the, yeah. All the if you look at any team from any sport that have or any teams that are in the same vicinity or close proximity to each other, they don't root for each other. Do the do the 49ers root for the Raiders when they were in Oakland? What? I could ask you too because you guys were 49ers fans, right? Heck no, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna <laughs> root for the Raiders. Exactly, no way. exactly. So Tight. so. I don't know what Tyler Tyler, is crazy. I don't know what he's he's, he's thinking. And the the poll is funny too. The poll said they did a poll. One of the uh, Lakers, I think, channels or one of the uh, groups. They did a poll, and eighty nine percent said no, eleven percent said yeah. I'm pretty sure those eleven percent were like Clipper fans too. (laughs) (laughs) Had to be. They just want to. They want to be part of the family, man. Holla, holla. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not gonna hate. All right, the Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals. They're they're they definitely passed over the Lakers this season. So I'm not gonna hate yeah. on them, but there's no reason why we should root for them. That's crazy. Come on. True. I, lo- I love how you said you're not gonna hate on them in every single pod you've hated on them. But <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping you were gonna <laughs> I was hoping no one's gonna call me out on that, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to be objective here. I can't. You gotta. You can't. Just, you can't alienate all these fans. Some of the Clipper fans. Is is this series going the way that we thought, gentlemen? Like the the Suns are up three one. JJ, do you think it's kind of going according to what you thought? Yes. Um, without Kawhi Leonard and this high powered defensive team in the sense and high offensive team. Right. You know, I think the majority of all the sports enthusiasts would say that Suns in four, like the homie said, right? <laughs> right. Suns in four. Baby, baby. But they got to add an extra finger to that shirt. Yeah, now. they got an extra, extra <laughs> finger now. But Clippers had the opportunity to win two games, the last two games. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, John. That's what. That's how I feel. What do you think? I got to be honest. So I was. I'm a huge. Sun supporter. I think that it would be cool to see them in the finals with the Hawks. True. But the last couple, two or three games have definitely let me left me less than impressed. And the reason I say that is because game two they won by one point on a DeAndre Ayton lob from Jay Carter. Game yep. mm-hmm. game three they lost to the Clippers. Game four they just won. Um. So for me, they won. They didn't win by much. They won by four points in a low-scoring game. And for me, the Clippers without their best player, I feel like the Suns should be dominating more. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I just... What? I, the, the wins... I mean, they're winning, and that's, that's all that matters, right? But I don't know if they're winning convincingly like they should, considering the Clippers are missing their best player. So maybe I'm looking too much into it maybe i'm not giving enough credit to the clippers who are playing maybe they're just playing amazing defense which i think is part of it but i feel like the suns should be beating them by 10 12 points without Kawhi leonard what do you guys think i think that reggie jackson is the second coming of isaiah thomas <laughs> and nobody come to see you Otis. clearly I think, I think that um i think it's just showing how how young the suns are yes sir you know when a team is really young you kind of just play down to your opponent. And I want to say that there were a few games against the Nuggets where it felt a lot closer than it should have been, than it should have been. And they really should have just, they only need to stop one dude, right? Just right. Jokic. Like, no, ain't nobody worried about Facundo Campazzo, right? <laughs> yes, sir. And this is sort of the same situation where they're really only worried about one dude. They're only really worried about uh, PG, no matter what Reggie Jackson might say or do. <laughs> 
And I think that's just what it it's attributed to. But I get what you're saying, though, that the Suns team feels so much more talented than the Clippers. So you felt they like they should be whipping them, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I, agree, I might agree John. with you, John. I might agree with you, but I think that might be the reason why. Um, oh, that's a good anyway, point. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna go to, I guess, some general NBA news, um, and we're gonna steer away from playoffs. Did you guys see this thing that Chris Bosh said? He said that the Nets' big three in their prime would beat Bosh's Miami's big three in their prime. I'm going to start with JJ. JJ, do you think this is true? No, I don't think that's true. I don't know what Chris Bosh is doing. I don't know if the relationship between Wade and LeBron and how they're BFFs and they <laughs> excluded the third wheel... The ba- Bosch, like the banana boat men- crew, the banana boat, <laughs> yeah, crew. The banana yeah, boat crew. Yeah, for real. He uh, probably got left at home, and he's like, checked his IG, and he's like, oh, they forgot about <laughs> me. You lose. So I don't think, I mean, the Miami Heat big three, they played some impressive teams, and you know they're historical. I'll, I'll just say that they're a historical, historical team. Right. Right. Agreed. John, what do you think? So, I think... It's okay. LeBron and Wade are better than any of the three on the net. Better than any three of the nets, I would say. Yes, sir. Wade is... In their prime. In their prime, yeah. Yeah. Right As of right now. I mean, obviously, KD, Kyrie, and Harden, their careers aren't over. But if we're talking about right now... Wade and LeBron in their prime are better than any of those three. Bosch is obviously probably the worst out of all, all six, right? At least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I just don't understand why Bosch would say that. It's JJ's. Maybe, maybe JJ's right. Maybe he's didn't even get get invited to Sunday <laughs> Sunday dinner or something. Maybe LeBron. Maybe LeBron had Taco Tuesday invited over uh, Wade and Anthony Davis and some homies and. Bosch didn't get the evite. I don't know. He mess- maybe he missed his email or something like that. But I, I that's mean, probably what they told him, right? They're like, Don't check your spam. Check your spam. Check your spam. We, we, like, we did you. tell I, you. I swear. I swear. Uh, we emailed yeah. you. So no, 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 no. That's uh, I disagree wholeheartedly, and I don't know if Bosch even believes that. Yeah, and the, the, to add on to what John was saying, the Miami Big Three. When I say historic, like historically, they were good. Their defense was amazing. Yeah. You can't say that about the Nets. Yeah, just lockdown D. I mean, I, I, I get what Chris Boss is trying to say, you know, like maybe the the shot-making ability of like all three of those players um, on the Nets is like none that we've ever seen, right? Um, but, man, how is he going to go against his own team, man, with these legends? Yes, sir. Like, his own legacy. Seriously, it's so crazy to me. Anyway, we're going to move on from that topic. Team USA. It looks like the roster is shored up. Okay, we have Durant, Lillard, Beal, Tatum, Booker, Levine, Love, Adebayo, Draymond Green, Holiday, Middleton, and Jeremy Grant. Oh, what I want to know, the question that I want to ask you guys is which of these players are talking to each other, tampering with each other to try to team up either on their current team or the next team? Let's not even worry about salaries. Let's not even worry about that. I'm going to give you a moment to think about it. And then I'm going to start with John. Oh, man. I'm just looking at this list. And I am... Well, first of all, I'm kind of worried that they might not take home the gold medal. I'll be honest. This Ooh. is, and the, I know that's kind of rough <laughs> to say, but this kind of reminds me of that team that won. What was it? I don't remember the year, but they won the bronze. They underperformed. And 2004, yeah, I think so. But international, yeah. like KD, if we're if we're being honest here of this list, KD is really the only. Well, Dame and KD are like the only true superstars on this team, right? Yeah, yeah, like I would agree. With like you. day like in day out, proven, yeah, yeah, superstars, proven yeah. superstars that you can rely on every single game. So I mean, we'll see. The international teams are are super. They're getting much better. Luca and all those guys. So we'll see what happens. Um, 
sorry back to your question i kind of sidetracked a little bit man tampering everybody tampers these days they're just it's just about who, who gets caught right <laughs> let's be honest with each other True. or who has the connections with adam silver who has them on speed dial yeah. true true i'm gonna say man maybe dame lillard now with all with all the stuff that's going on and i know we probably won't touch up on the details but maybe maybe they're talking about dame trying to request a trade to a specific place and and you know given his his status with portland maybe they'll they'll uh, grant him that wish but i would maybe dame lillard who else on here i don't know i probably i'm just gonna go with dame let me think about it some more and throw it over to jj yeah jj what do you think the team that i would probably want to see would be i always wanted Vince Carter and McGrady to work out the cousins, the athletic cousins. Holla, holla. Yeah. Unfortunately, McGrady wanted to leave, right? So he could get his own shine. But I think it would be pretty sick if Levine and Booker teamed up. Or Booker or Tatum. Those three. Tatum, Booker, and Levine. If any of those three could get a duo going. Yes, sir. I think that would be pretty sick. Um, I know that Dame and Draymond, they have uh, an affinity for each other. So, but you know, Dame, quote unquote, is just like Curry. So I don't know if that's just redoing what you have to do. But I would say though that that trio of Tatum, Booker, Levine, if those if those three could get a duo within within that group, that would be pretty sick. Like an athletic guard forward team you know right yeah the the draymond green and damian lillard thing it it doesn't really make any sense to me it's like why would draymond Mm. green leave the greatest shooter of all time for maybe like the 12th best long-range shooter of all time in damian lillard fired well it just doesn't make any sense right it doesn't make any sense like i know that the pairing is good for portland and, and 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 i get that but Draymond Green's situation is fine in Golden State. There's there's nothing that yes, sir. he would... Why would he want to change that? You know? I'm just saying. I don't want to spoil it for, you know, the, any of the busted bucket people who listen. <laughs> but it might not be realistic. But I think Dame Lillard... I think he's going to be talking to people like Bradley Beal. And I think he's going to be talking to people like Jason Tatum. Like, if you're unhappy, like, in your situation, like, come team up with me. And I think that's probably the main dude who's going to be, like, tampering. Because I can't imagine any of these other dudes, like, really having any pull. Like, like is Chris Middleton going to go up to Kevin Durant? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Only to ask him to grab some lunch in the cafeteria over there. I don't, maybe. I don't know if anything else, though. Yeah, J- Jalen Rose actually had a comment about this team. He actually put it on the Jalen and Jacoby podcast. He was talking about how Kevin Love does not belong on this team. And he said that they shouldn't be scared to have an all-black team. He he honestly thinks that Kevin Love might be the token guy that they just kind of dropped in there who doesn't deserve it. He was saying, like, why didn't they get, like, you know, the like Giannis Attentacupo in there? Yes, sir. JJ, do you think Kevin Love doesn't belong on this list? He doesn't belong, but Jalen Rose, remember that he came from the era where Christian Leitner was part of that dream team. Great where point. Where it should have been, for example, Shaq. Great point. So when when yes, people sir. are criticizing Jalen Rose, like, you're making it about race, well, he kind of lived through it. He was, he was actually in college when they got Leitner on the dream team, when there were more quote-unquote deserving players like a shack holla, holla. yeah his, so, he's seen it before he's seen he's it before, seen it before. Like, <laughs> Ke- kevin love i mean he did not play well this year and not only that there were a few moments that we saw where his effort on the floor was highly questioned <laughs> and that's not a good representation of the us of a right yeah i agree john do you think the same thing yeah, I don't think he belongs, but I, I wouldn't. For me, I never thought about the race. I didn't. I didn't. Even, I never mm-hmm. even realized he was the only full white guy on the team. I mean, let's 
Zach Levine is half. Devin Booker, right? He's half. Jason Tatum, or maybe they're just fair skinned. I don't know. But right. they're not like fully. It's not like a fully all black team. So I never. I didn't look at it as race. True. I just. But Kevin Love from a performance and what he's done recently in terms of basketball on the court, he hasn't really done anything, right? So I don't know why he would be on this team. Yeah, Kevin Love five years ago would have been awesome on this team. Right. 2021 Kevin Love, I'm not sure. So I wanted to talk to you guys about this story that's buzzing around the NBA right now. This is kind of like a don't get canceled moment for the pod here. What? But Damian Lillard is receiving some some backlash for the hiring of Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups, I guess, has a questionable past. Um, basically, there was a case that ended up in a settlement. And it seems as if Rip City, or some of Rip City, has been pointing some of the blame for this hiring at Dame Lillard. What? I'm just going to open this up to you, John. What do you think of kind of all of this going on? So... I'm trying to collect my thoughts and, and approach this in the most PC way possible. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but I think so. I, I understand why fans are pointing fingers. A lot of, a lot of people, they just love to speculate regardless of the situation, regardless of what's happening. They like to speculate and think that they know what's going on. And to be completely honest, it's a little irresponsible to, Put this on somebody when you really don't know the facts. Yes, sir. I mean, could Dame Lillard have a say in the coach, the hiring of Chauncey Billups? Yeah. Did he have it? Maybe, possibly, probably. But you can't just go out on social media and just just claim all of these things that you don't know if you're not 100% sure if they're true. Yes, and sir. so what happens? You're on social media. You say that it's Dame's fault that they hired Chauncey Billups, who had a questionable past, some allegations in 1997. I mean, it's an ugly pass. There's no go- getting around that. You know, it's it's something that I'm sure Chauncey Billups regrets, or at least he hope he regrets. And who knows if something actually went down? If it did, that's terrible. If it didn't, you know, that's it's still ugly. But to say that Dame Lillard is the reason that they hired the coach and not even know for a fact, it's it's a little. Bruh. I feel like you're jumping the gun there, and I feel like you shouldn't be doing that as fans. And it's kind of come to a head, right? You're seeing Dame Lillard responding to fans. He's defending himself, and it's it's getting kind of ugly over there in Rip City. And I don't I don't know what to make of it yet because it's still kind of the story is still kind of unfolding. But it's it's not off to a great start if we're being honest. It's it's you know, it's getting to a point I think where it may not be the relationship may not be repairable. But it's still early. We'll see what happens. Yeah, JJ, what do you think? Yeah, this is quite a sensitive subject. Uh, Number one, I think O'Shea put his star player in a dilemma. He was set up for failure. When you give your star player a list of coaches that you want to hire, and it's on the GM, who is O'Shea, then is it really Dame's fault? I know that some people are going to say Dame's the star player and he has clout, but... Dame said that he didn't know. It happened in 1997. All three of us, all four of us, we watched ball, we're into basketball. We were all like unfamiliar, uneducated, ignorant, naive, whatever you want to say about this whole situation. And when Dame says that he didn't know what happened, I mean, Rip City, do you you believe him? Yeah. Has he ever made you feel like you can't believe what he says? Number right. one. Number two, have have the trailblazers ever put you in a position where you have to question their ethics and their decision making? The Blazers fully expressed that they did their due diligence, that they looked into this past with Billups, and they still moved forward with True. it. True. Now, if you disagreed with what the franchise did, then maybe it's time for you as a fan to not become a fan anymore yeah because we align our teams with how we are and that's just like the weird reality of sports right like john is a laker fan he associates himself with i would say the hard 
the the hardworking mentality of Mamba, right? Magic Johnson of how he's wholesome. As Warrior fans, you could say Curry resonates with us because he's just like a good guy, right? Right. The 49ers championship mentality. So, I mean, Rip City, I don't know what to say other than that at this point, your choice is to one, either believe your superstar, two, believe your your franchise that you followed with all these years and if you doubt these two you know entities in dame and the blazers then maybe reevaluate who you follow and don't support that team whether it be monetary value effort whatever it may be Bruh. yeah i mean like i i completely agree with what jj is saying i mean this story the thing that my mind goes straight to is I feel like the Blazers are, are kind of doing Dame Lillard dirty, right? I'm going to put on, like, my conspiracy theory hat. What? But if you want to chase away your superstar, this is probably the best way to do it. Is to give him a list and include a name that you know. You know the city of Portland is going to be sensitive about this hire. Yes, okay? sir. We just had the Mavs hire, hire Jason Kidd. We didn't hear, we didn't hear a peep. Okay, because they know, right? They know what kind of history Jason Kidd has with the Mavs, and they knew that that fan base would would kind of overlook that. Yes, sir. Chauncey Billups has no history here in Portland. He has no. They their people are unaware of of the type of person that Chauncey Billups may be. So he doesn't hold the same kind of reputation that Jason Kidd may have with the Mavericks. And what I'm saying is that if you want to chase away Dame Lillard, is that you hide a bomb like that. And then you also say, as he's getting heat, okay, he's getting heat right now from social media, okay? We're talking about the, their own fan base is giving Damian Lillard heat. The The front office says, we aren't going to announce our head coach until Tuesday. What? They're not even going Monday. They're going all the way. They're waiting another day, another day of stories, of headlines, Okay. And they're going to say, we will address the press on Tuesday. What? If that doesn't scream, I'm doing Dame Lillard dirty, I don't know what does. Like, does Dame Lillard leave because of this? How would you guys feel if you were Dame Lillard? I mean, in today's day and age, it's all about transparency. And the Blazers aren't being transparent whatsoever. Yeah. John, do you, do you agree with that? It's kind of weird, like, right? I'm, this is a weird situation. It's, it's weird yeah, yeah, the more you guys talk about it, the more it seems like it's it's too... It's more than just coincidental, right? That John John is smiling because he's looking at photoshops of Dame Lillard in a Lakers jersey right now. <laughs> no, I did that a long time ago. It got, it got old quick. I, I mean, yeah, guys, it's... You know, you guys made great points about... They just... I don't know if they they you know intentionally did him dirty, but they you're right they did him dirty and uh, and if it's out of being naive and not thinking things through, then that's on you. But if it's also you knew what you were you were doing, you're maybe the GM O'Shea they didn't want to take the the hit. Maybe they knew that Dame Lillard was going to be the one who was going to get the criticism for this hire. Maybe that's maybe that was their intention. And if that's so, that's even worse, right? So, either like any way you slice it, you're right. They did Dame dirty, whether that's intentional or not. It's just yikes, man. It sucks to be a Blazer fan can, right now. Yeah. Can I ask you, Jen, because you were um, part of the Busted Bucket podcast, which is a Blazer pod. Right, right. Like, in, speaking in just basketball terms, when you watch the Clippers and how they play, do you think that translates well with the Portland roster? You know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. What? And the reason why I'm going to say no is because the roster to me for the Blazers, it screams that it needs a motion offense to me. It needs more movement. I mean, if you wanna sit there and do like isolation basketball and see the same thing that you saw with Terry Stotts, this is a great hire because maybe you'll get a little bit more defense with with Chauncey. But oh. man, offensively, like I can't I can't agree with this. This is more of the same to me. 
What about you, John? What do you think? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, on the surface, you're right. It doesn't look like it's going to do much for the offense. Chauncey Billups was always a he was a defensive-minded player. I mean, he he made big shots in his career. He's, he was a good three-point shooter, but I just don't know if he was that facilitator, that guy that was you know running an offense. The Pistons had at that time. They beat our, our my Lakers in 2004. They were, you know, they had Rasheed Wallace. They had yeah. um, Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Rip. Prince. They had yeah. a lot of players who did everything well at their respective positions, and their and you know they knew their place. So I don't know if you know not to go off too much of a tangent. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. It, let me step back. It remains to be seen. I mean, who knows? Maybe Chauncey Billups goes in there has a complete turnaround with Portland and they make it to the finals, right? That would be an ideal situation, but that seems like a long shot. Yeah, Jane, do you like the pairing? No, I don't. I mean, when I watch the Clippers play, I like what Ty Lue and the coaching staff has done in terms of plug and play, like the Patriots where you have Reggie, Isaiah Thomas, what? Uh, Jackson come in <laughs> and he's playing out of his mind. And then uh, the Morris twin, Marcus Morris, yeah. having some games that are great. Yeah. The other game we shot like one for nine, but whatever. Or, or Terrence Mann. <laughs> or Terrence Mann. But in terms of like the style of play, like what you said, it was the, the main criticism of Stotts was lack of ball movement. Yeah. And that squad does not move the ball. I don't remember what the exact stat is, but I think... I'm pretty sure that they were in like the bottom five for assists per game, and Bruh. that was the most aggravating thing to watch as a as as a Blazer fan because it's like their team so obviously needs ball movement. Those players need ball movement. Anyway, um, now we're gonna go on to the next topic because Scottie Pippen is going crazy, man. He's just attacking everybody. <laughs> his most his most recent dude. Okay. Like, basically anyone who's losing in the playoffs, he's got something to say. And he wanted to talk about Kevin Durant. And, quote, this is what he said. KD, as great as his offense was, it turned out to be his worst enemy because he didn't know how to play team basketball. He kept trying to go for punch for punch. Have you ever seen LeBron take a shot like that? He ain't gonna take that shot. He's gonna be smarter. He's gonna force a double. That's what KD wasn't able to do. KD can score better than LeBron, but he but has he surpassed LeBron? Nah. He tried to beat Milwaukee instead of utilizing his team. You see what I'm saying? LeBron would have figured out a way to beat them and wouldn't have been exhausted, and he may not have taken the last shot. What? LeBron ain't KD, and KD ain't LeBron. LeBron John. John, what do you think of his, of his comments? The word slander comes to mind. Total slander. I mean, <laughs> yes, sir. Well, first of all, like, yeah. Let's go back. I mean, Scotty Pippen, you're right. He's mad at everybody. I don't. Is he? Maybe he's still mad about the Last Dance documentary or something. I don't know. Maybe we can blame MJ for this. <laughs> I like some of the stuff that he's saying. It's just I don't know. It, it comes out of left field, and and the thing about being not being tired, LeBron not being tired. I mean. Look, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of KD, but the guy played every minute in Game Five, and then almost every minute in Game Six. I'm I'm pretty sure. So, Holla, yeah, Holla. pretty like anybody would be tired. Come on, let's 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 be a little realistic here, Scotty. And I know that he's a legend. I know he's one of the top 50 players of all time. But a lot of this stuff just doesn't hold weight for me because it's not. I mean, it's just he took the last. He the only reason the Nets were in a position to win is because of KD. Let's be honest. Like, he put the team on his back. Yeah, he missed some shots, but he missed the last shot. But come on, the guy played almost every minute for the last two games. And Kyrie was hurt, and Harden was on 100%. So as much as I don't like KD, I don't like his antics, I don't like the fact that he has a 1,000 burner accounts on every social media platform, (laughs) you know, he's still an amazing player. Let's Let's give props where the props are due. JJ, what do you think? Well, we didn't even discuss what was the clapback from KD, which was, yeah, let's didn't do it. the great Scottie Pippen 
refused to go in the game for the last second shot because he was in his feelings. His coach drew up the play for a better shooter, oh, which was man. Tony Kukoc. What? And then uh, someone tweeted, uh, he also, when he says he, Pippen missed game seven for a migraine. That was against the Pistons for those who forgot. Uh, nothing but soft blank clown. And then KD said, uh, yeah, this guy, Scott, also wanted to enjoy his summer, so he chose to rehab during the season. LOL. They followed Phil, not you. Excuse so, me. Here's my, my, my two cents is this. Damn. Scotty Pippen, if you're... I don't know if you have the right to say whatever you want, you want because you're top, what, 50 players of all time? Yeah. yeah. I'll say that, right? Right. Yeah, that's but if you if you if you attack someone, they could attack you back. My my thing also is that, okay, Katie just sh- showed us that he's sensitive once again. Yes, sir. <laughs> he has. Of course. I don't blame him. I don't blame him for clapping back though. But I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah. would anyone else clap back? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like you said, I'm not. I'm not actually. Um, I'm okay with. KD responding to something like this because Scottie Pippen he's a well-known he's well-known in the basketball community everybody you know people mm-hmm. that even casual fans know who he is just because of the Bulls were so big back in the day but and he's, he's he's a figure right the problem is when KD responds to 14 year old Joe who yes. lives with his parents and plays you know Fortnite every day oh. every day it's just <laughs> so I'm okay with it like you said yeah I mean He's okay. So what what KD did, I'm sort of okay with because he actually was responding to like 14 year olds because like he he looked for his favorite comments, and then he's like, I'm gonna add on to this one. What? <laughs> like he didn't go. He didn't like make his own comment. You know what I mean? So that's right. a little childish to me. But the thing that kills me about Scottie Pippen's like comment is that we've seen LeBron James tired. Like, are you are you kidding me? 2015, 2015 finals. He was completely, ex- he was so exhausted. Yes, sir. He came out with a fake cast on his arm. I don't know if it was fake, but basically said like, I have a broken arm and that's why I lost because I carried this 2015 team without Kyrie and without Kevin Love. He looked completely gassed. So anyway, and then Scotty Pippen, <laughs> Scotty Pippen goes on another rant. Okay, Hold up. he is he's now gonna target Ben Simmons because I don't know maybe because KD just slammed him on his comments is like maybe I'll go for an easier target target, but on Ben Simmons he said I watched a lot of games that Doc shouldn't have had him in the fourth quarter. If you give, if I give you a deck of cards and I give you a deuce of hearts and a deuce of diamonds and we play in spades, so why you keep grabbing those cards? When you know you're gonna lose in that category, this kid's been the way, been this way the whole time, and Doc brought him in, and set him up for failure. He's been like this, and you guys know he's been like this. And Doc kept putting him in the game and kept letting the team do fouls on him, take him out of the game. The Lakers did it with Shaq. He's bigger and more dominant and probably more fearless than Ben Simmons. Doc made him be a failure. What? Did Scotty hit it on this one, JJ? I think he did. We talked about it where Doc kind of set him up for failure, meaning that there were situations where Ben Simmons could have used his height and his athleticism. But then it was just like, give it to Embiid, who's not a guard or not a forward. Get the ball on top and try to score, which is not a center's role in basketball, right? We've seen people who can't shoot like Draymond, you know, a lesser level of Ron Artest, Rodman, where they know their strengths and they utilize their strengths as role players. Like Ben Simmons, don't get it twisted people, a few years ago, they were saying that he could be MVP caliber talented. Yes sir. Yeah. And I felt that Doc Rivers, like what he always does, just destroys his superstars. Paul George, Chris Paul, the list goes on. Right. John, what do you think? So I have a few thoughts on this. One of them is, 
I'm guessing that Doc Rivers and I, I, I think I agree for the most part with what Scottie Pippen said, but I, I think that Doc Rivers, his reasoning is Ben Simmons is he can help you in other ways than than obviously than just score, which yeah. which is why he's still in the league, right? He can rebound, he can dish, he can defend. He's an elite defender, but a lot of that really wasn't on display, and he was I think. The fact that he was getting fa- he was afraid of getting fouled, afraid of shooting, that affected other aspects of his game. So I, I agree with Scotty that he shouldn't have been in the game because he actually wasn't bringing anything else to the table, other than with the you know on top of uh, of his lack of shooting or his lack of you know free throw ability. I, my question about this comment though for Scotty is the Lakers did it with Shaq. I'm a huge Lakers what? fan. I watched the Lakers since I was a kid in the 80s all the way up to the 90s with Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones. And that crew, and then in the early 2000s with Shaq and Fox and Ori and Kobe, I don't remember the Lakers doing it that much. And maybe my memory is not serving me correctly, but I I think they left him in the game. And Shaq, if I remember, Shaq was bricking lots of free throws at the end of the game, <laughs> and he made ones to win. But he was there was they always took Phil always took that risk and left him in the game because they he knew that Shaq was just a dominant force. He would command double teams. He did all the things that you need, you know, a lot of positive things, which outweigh the negative, the negative ones, which was he was an awful free throw shooter. So, I don't know if I agree with what Pippen said there, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, John, I I completely agree. I think, I think the point is is that Shaq was able to stay in the game, like you said, because his lack of free throw making. Um, he had other parts of his game that were just so much more dominant and gave him reason to be on the floor. Ben Simmons, I mean, bro, you're going to really not shoot for three games in the fourth quarter? Like, you're really going to do that? Like, in in a seven-game series, what? you're really going to shoot, what, three field goals in fourth quarters? Like, that is absolutely insane. I think Scottie Pippen kind of nailed it on the head, but also it was kind of an easy target for, for Scottie. <laughs> right? Just... Just, just to add one more thing to which uh, the TNT crew talked about with Ben Simmons, and I felt that this was very true, which is uh, Chuck and Shaq both said, a coach can't make you confident, but could they, they could definitely take away your confidence. Yeah. Like, there's there's a reason that Ben, ben Simmons averaged 18 7 and five during the regular season yeah yeah i agree i agree i think i think ben simmons um hopefully he gets you know whatever's going through his head he gets over it because he's definitely a talented player i know that someone out there is going to take a risk on him and trade for him but anyway that's actually all we have for tonight's episode um jj thanks for being on man thank you John, thank you for being on. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks to all our listeners. And of course, shout out to our video producer, RJ. I'm Rosa Panza. And of course, this is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcast.